Good Mugly morning slash good Mugly evening for wherever you may live in the world. Time zones are a thing, but I'm also here with Chili, the one-handed wonder of the world. Yeah, I am here, and I've been playing Final Fantasy XI because it's great. <laughs> well, that is great. It's because you can play it one-handed. Yeah, yeah, it's true, and I've, uh, I've been enjoying it. We'll talk more about it later, uh, but no, thank you. Hope you're doing well. I'm doing quite well. I um, I have very good news, but before we get into that good news, we do have a special guest. Nobu, aka at Coffee Carbuncle, because I'm dyslexic and trying to say names is hard for me. But welcome. A pleasure to meet. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So this person got into our DMs out of nowhere and scared the absolute bejesus out of me at five o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> I never thought I'd get scared over a Discord link in my life, but <laughs> I had a, a new PC set up and I had the notifications on and I got really confused when I could hear a sound. You know when you get um, like Discord notifications, the sound, and it was very loud in my ear because didn't adjust volume. Remember to always adjust your volumes. And yeah, and I got very scared and I got very confused because I was again invited to a Discord I had no clue about. Bye. You know, I was already there. <laughs> yeah, I was there, I think. I was just trying to complete a set. <laughs> uh, I'm true sorry. True gatchaway right there. The true gatchaway. <laughs> uh, and the set is us, so I don't know if that's a bonus or a debuff. Um, but anyway, thank you for joining us. Um, before we start talking about what we got to do today, can we hear a little bit more about what you do and your projects? Yeah, absolutely. Um, nice to meet everyone. I go by Nobutaka. I am the host of the Final Fantasy XIV community podcast, Coffee and Carbuncles. Um, Coffee and Carbuncles is a podcast where every month we re I release a new episode and I highlight various members of the XIV community. And my goal with the podcast is I, I want to show how broad and multi-talented the 14 community is. Um, as I've spent time playing Final Fantasy 14, I've noticed that we have a lot of people in our community that go beyond just treating 14 as a game. Um, we have people who use it as this amazing creative outlet. Um, during my time playing the game, I've seen people who have full-on music concerts I've seen people who use 14 to literally perform Shakespeare, which the first time I saw that blew my mind. Um, we have people who are content creators who are devoted to lore. Obviously, we have people who are devoted to doing super high-end rating, which we'll get into later in the episode. And just, I, I wanted to make this podcast to show that beyond just playing 14 the community is so much more and does so much more yeah, yeah. i like that we don't uh, fit in any of those categories but yeah we nah, you, you said talented <laughs> then you came to us i'm sorry about that <laughs> you're on the talented <laughs> people in the final fantasy community <laughs> that is really cool though because here and now i'm like because obviously we all play final fantasy and we know about the Shakespeare, because we went to a couple of concerts, not concerts, um, showings of that, 
again was amazing you never thought you could sit there and be in like a opera standard of watching stuff but yeah that's a pretty good podcast <laughs> I, I, you know what? it's very good and I, i've enjoyed all the episodes so far uh if you haven't gone go check out the most recent episode with callie though just a heads up it can get a little dark in places because of the topics but it was overall i think a very positive episode even if it was a little bit but anyway you please go and give it a listen so but seriously yeah, go give it a listen it's wonderful any any time the podcast does get a bit grim or a bit dark um it's really because it's necessary to to show the positive aspects that come later yeah you got you can't they can't all be 100% positive there is stuff that will there's stuff that go you got uh, sounds weird but there's always going to be a little bit of negative before too much positive happens so that's yeah Anyway, please go check out. It was a wonderful episode. Callie, as always, she was lovely. And yeah, please, I, I can't promote Callie it enough. So, um, but I do I also want to try and get back on in eight episodes because I want the Warriors of Lust on 169 because I feel like that's a, oh, a fitting episode. No. <laughs> We've it got to have be. them on for 169. Come on. It's, it, it's the name of this. It, it'll be clearly we have to. So I'll have to get that sorted out in the future. I know We've got we eight... have to, but my penis can just not handle it again. Yeah, it'll be twice. And... You got oh. you got at least two months until that happens. So <laughs> I can prepare. <laughs> I can prepare. I must so... go into a Zen garden form. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, you know what? I guess we can go from Warriors of Lust. To um, what? To Valentine's what Day. <laughs> it's yeah. fitting, right? Uh, sure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, the Valentine's Day event has been announced on Pharmacy 14. It will start February the 1st, which will be when this podcast should go live or around the same time it should go live. Though this will start earlier than we'll go live, but this will go live on that day. When I talk about that, I mean on our Podbean. Go check out Podbean. Or Spotify and all those types of things to listen to if you're not listening to it live. Um, so yeah, February the 1st, 8am GMT till the 15th of February. You do need to make sure you do the level 15 quest, which I think every event pretty much forces you do to do. Um, anyone's really excited because of the um, emote? Or is it just me? The emote, what, get diabetes? <laughs> Look how big that chocolate is! Look how big it is! Yeah. I've I've seen so many memes on Twitter over the past like week and a half, all pointing out that this is the sixth um, food related like eat or drink emote that we've gotten in a pretty short amount of time. And you still haven't got the pizza one. Yeah, we still don't have pizza. Don't worry, we'll have to subscribe to Twitch and then pay five more subscriptions to get it or something. I don't know. <laughs> like we did the chocobo. Uh, but no, what what is everyone's thoughts on the Valentine's Day event? No boo. Um, I think the outfits are super cute. I mean, in in regards to out, in, uh, sorry, tongue tied. <laughs> in regards to free outfits from events, I feel like these outfits are two of the best we've gotten in quite a while. My only real issue is that even though 
we hear that we're moving away from gender locked outfits and we have all of these older outfits that they're removing gender lock from it's very strange to me that they keep gender locking outfits going forward when in like half a year they're going to have to turn around and ungender lock these two yep mm-hmm. very surprised mm-hmm. they've gone with the gender lock here i'm very surprised in that but you know I'm not going to get this outfit for two reasons. One, I can't have a cute dress. Two, I can't wear the bloody hat. I'm a bunny. And I, I can already tell we're not going to be able to wear the hat. That's a whole other just... thing. I mean, there, the issue with Vier and Hrothgar head dress is still ongoing as well, which is unfortunate. Also, I don't know why, but I looked at this site earlier. And I didn't look at what the t- the other item is. Like, I knew about the outfit. I knew about the cho- eat chocolate. But I assumed that, that was some sort of chocolate mat. And I was I thought, that's kind of cool. No, it's just a table. Now I'm kind table. of disappointed. Why? It's a chocolate table. I thought it was, I thought it was going to be like a, a mat for the floor that I could, you could have on the floor. Like, I, mean, I don't know. I guess. But still, I don't know. I was hoping it was it like a, a, a mat. Now I'm sad. <laughs> I mean, we get a lot of that. On this. I think it would actually probably look better as a floor mat. Having a heart-shaped yeah. table is interesting. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be... Heart-shaped table, to me, it's the position of sitting at that table will be so frustrating. Especially as one t- side of the heart is smaller than the other side of the heart. I don't know. It's going to be completely uneven. You're not going to be. You're going to have an issue if you want to sit and look at each other. You have to sit at a specific spot. To, you're going. To, there's only there and there. I know you can't see that, but like the. This is more like a coffee table, not like a dining room table. <laughs> it's more of a coffee table. Like you kind of have, you know, like in between. Then the it's massive like for fun. a coffee table. <laughs> how many coffees do you have? Well, how big is the oh, cup? Quite big. Like look at coffee carbuncle. That's the same size as. A- of a carbuncle. That's true. I mean... So in regards to that, um, that's actually just how much caffeine I need to get going in the morning. Process so. anything. Um, uh, yeah, it does look like a big bucket. Yeah. But it's very nice though. It's a very nice cup. I'll give it that. It looks very well made. Like I was very fortunate um, to have to have a, an art an artist friend of mine um, drew that for me for free because I told her I was starting the podcast. She's like, you'll need a nice emblem for the podcast and made it for me. And she's like, what do you think? And I was like, no, this is perfect. This is fantastic. I love, I love that. If you look, you can even see um, the little puffs of, of hot air above the cup. Yes. It's cool. Well, it's hot, but you know what I mean? <laughs> it's cooling down. There you, go, look, you can, I can't see it because I'm, on yellow, so yellow. So yeah, I need to cut that out. It'd have been so much cool. I didn't have time to cut it out. It would be so cool. But plain yeah. background, you have so much fun with that. It does look good uh, though. It looks really good. Really high quality. I did that with yes. the little like piece. And the carbuncle is cute because carbuncles are awesome. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Unless you do the first raid, then they're not. They're not very cute. Beauty yeah. is in the eyes of the beholder, I guess. Yeah, so, but if that the eye of beholder like can completely just cut me in two, then I don't really see it as beautiful. Fair. Someone actually asked if I was willing to um after 
after that raid if I was willing to swap out carbuncles, and I told them I politely decline. <laughs> I want that carbuncle. <laughs> bit bit too drooly, bit too big, bit too um. Could kill me in my sleep. Unwieldy, scaly, maybe. See, back I... to the table. I am very curious though about um if you if you look at the page, it's dyeable, and my question is, we have that um gold trim on it if we dye it is is part of that still going to stay brown or is everything aside from the gold trim going to change to the color we select and depending on the answer to that we'll see if that causes issues I mean, yeah no normally it's... it's just it's just gonna dye the gold and not dye the brown yeah no, it's going at this uh... rate yeah probably i mean everything is dyeable here so everything is dyeable besides obviously the emote you can't dye the chocolate that would be cool. Uh, but everything's dyeable, so obviously we love dyeable stuff. We love, you know, I I love glamour. Glamour's epic. Glamour, glamour, true end game. If you want a lot of glamour tips and tricks and awesomeness, uh, Para on like, uh, can't remember their name. I tweeted out because they did. Sorry, I'm getting off tangents here. They they released a uh, a Morrigan glamour. Again, it's going for like how your podcast is. You're like, you want to find all these kind of creators that have all these talented people in it. And oh, I just, chef's kiss, I freaking blasted that so much. May I, may I, I may have blasted it a little too much, but it's a very happy day. Yeah. You're talking about Parabella? Yeah, Parabella. Yeah. And I know they have a different uh, Twitch, not Twitch. Uh, no, they have the same Twitch handle, but a Discord handle. It's different, but yeah. There is Lord Snez. Yeah, the Super Nintendo Entertainment System. Uh, <laughs> they're, they're really good. I am I like always them. down for suggestions for guests and like interesting people within the community, because even even if I try and talk with people with the intention of having them as guests and they don't end up on the podcast for me personally, it's still really interesting to speak with various members of the community and get to know just how unique people are. Could I suggest Vicky Abbey because she's a lot of different like role-playing events. Does she, I don't think she hosts them, but she goes to so many different ones and she, she in my opinion, a really interesting character. So I would love to suggest Vicky Abbey. So, yeah, there's my a, suggestion. Um, Twitter or Discord link, and I'll absolutely get in touch with them. We'll do. Uh, we're not interested yeah, enough, I though. Just, so don't... I, just, I just go to art parties and revive. That's like the most yeah. realist comment I've ever read. Like so if anyone suggests. One of them. Yeah. They got hit on by an aura. Yeah, I, I can't go to parties because as soon as I go to parties, people hit on me for some reason. Oh, yes, Daddy Chili. <laughs> That's that's his actual character's name, by the way. On yeah, uh, on his main, it's called Daddy Chili. So. Yeah, yeah. So it makes some of the cutscenes really good. Like um, that the six point three story was great with certain scenes where the characters like. Uh, I think one of my favorite was when you met. I'm going to. We'll talk more about it later, but yeah, Daddy Chili was in my house yesterday. See. But now when we got to Julius and Julius looks at me and went, oh, daddy, what a welcome surprise. I'm like. Just that sentence in chat. Daddy Chili was in my house yesterday. <laughs> it just sounds. 
it sounds lewd but wholesome at the same time. Yeah. Speaking of like RP events, you don't get that in WoW. Again, I play WoW and Final Fantasy. I'm playing a lot more WoW and Final Fantasy. I'm playing. Just, I'm just. I don't have a life. I don't have a job. I don't have loved ones. I just play games. So I'm. So basically, I mean, your mum will question if you have loved ones. Yeah, it's most of her money I spent. So I don't think she's a loved one. <laughs> most of her money I spent. Um, but basically, like, we don't have that in in WoW. Wow, content creator, content creator scene is actually: Are you a raider, or are you a PvPer, or are you a Mythic Plus gamer? That is literally it. You don't see RP events. You don't see obviously housing. There, there is no such thing. Uh, you see like um, Asmogol do like transmog competitions and stuff, but that's literally it. You don't see anything else really, do you? You don't see like RP events. You don't see you know, people doing Shakespeare probably because they haven't got the emotes for it. You know, that's probably why I'd say Final Fantasy is probably better than WoW because of that. Because there's so much content you can do. Where in WoW it's like Raid, PvP, Mythic Plus. That's literally it. Level. Literally it. There are some lore, some sub lore cast, but that's pretty much it. <laughs> it's not much else. Am I right? Am I wrong? What's your guys' input? Um, I mean, I don't think I've I, had enough. Sorry, carry on. Carry on, Abu. Oh, no, please go ahead. All I was going to say is I don't think I have enough. Inf- uh, I've, I've played enough WoW to know or watched enough WoW because I really. I've only ever really watched Asmongold, so, yeah. From my experience, um, even if you don't have direct, like, big role play events, I can guarantee you that either in private messages or on a discord server somewhere there's still role play taking place um usually with mmorpgs and even just standard rpgs you know offline that people are just really into the fandom of you always have role play taking place for fandoms so even if there's not really like an organized place in game for it um usually you don't have to look too hard to find that sort of thing but i do agree that 14 with the emotes with everything with the way the game is set up creates inherently more opportunity for that sort of stuff and i think that having in spite of the difficulties with the housing situation i think that having houses i think that having these really big open areas um, like the amphitheater in Gridania, for instance, I think that 14 really accommodates um, community activity. I agree. And I think as well, I'm going to add on to you, where I think that I think there's probably is people in WoW that do role-playing sessions and do stuff like what we're talking about. But WoW at this point is so old and has a very specific mindset when people look at the content that even if there is a role-playing Twitch stream or anything like that, there's a huge chance that it just doesn't get any sort of promotion. I don't know if the word promotion is right, but like spotlight, because everyone is too busy paying attention to the raiding and the leveling and all that lot, that even if there is a role-playing scene for WoW, it's just not as noticeable. Unlike Final Fantasy, where the story is such a main focus of the game, that people eventually start branching off and look into the role-playing scene because 
they've been playing the game for hundreds of hours. They they've got their character, they've got in their mind, and therefore once they finish their story, they kind of branch off to see if there's any other stories that they can make themselves. Anyone else think that's? I yeah. The way I view it, um, I have two thoughts on that. The first being that I I feel that, and people have tried to do with do this with fourteen, but I feel like due to its age, it's more prominent in WoW. I think in World of Warcraft, you have very specific goals or designations for each server. Whereas, like, I've noticed when I was thinking of getting into World of Warcraft, you have servers that people are like, well, that's the raiding server. And you have servers that are like, well, that's the crafting server, stuff like that. Um, whereas, you know, people have tried to to use those labels in 14 and be like, this is the server for this and this. But I think that especially over the past, I'd say two to three years, um, and especially as the population of 14 grew due to COVID, you have a lot of that being torn down where it's like, if you're looking for something on pretty much any given server, it's there to some extent. We don't really, we have like, for instance, um, some servers that have, more like germans or australians than other servers but in regards to this server does this specific game focus i don't think that's as prominent i um, think it's less prominent now sorry since the server since the, since you can change servers now and data center travel because for the first for the, for the longest time Fantasy 14 did kind of have those classifications uh, I remember when 2.0 came out and people left uh, Ultros and Primal to move over to Aether because Gilgamesh was considered the raiding server. So people were leaving servers to move to Gilgamesh. And that was for you know, for raiding reasons. And then they opened it up with server transfers and it became a little less focused on one server for raiding and more Aether became the data center for raiding because, you know, everyone moved to Gilgamesh, Gilgamesh got overflown with raiders and now that they could go to any server they want, they could get more people that way. Um, and then for ex and that's, you know, then you also had the role-playing server, which was Aether, no, not Aether, I mean, um, Crystal with, um, Balmong, because that was considered the role-playing server for the longest time until again, the server barriers broke down and you were able to transfer to servers. And I know that there's a huge role playing scene on pretty much every server, but like Matus, Mateus, damn it, Kelly, <laughs> Mateus, <laughs> um, Balmung. Sorry, I, I I go to her streams on a Monday when they do magical maps, and often they call it Matus, the Matus server. So that's the first thing that pops into my head every time I think of Mateus now, is the Matus. So go, go. <laughs> Go to the Matus server. Um, but no, Balmung was known for its... Um... Okay, Balmung wasn't really, really known that well. It was just Balmung <laughs> yeah, was, was known for... Um, for... Um, for the horny. The quicksands. Yeah. <laughs> for the horny. Which, by the way, I made a little game for the longest time on my Twitch where I would go into... I'd be like, how long until I get banned from Twitch? And I would go into the Balmung quicksands and just quickly examine people's search comments to see if I could find something that was a bit too lewd for Twitch. I decided to stop doing that after a Not while. Too lewd for Twitch, unless you're showing a boob or a dick, really. Uh, 
Which, to be fair, in Final Fantasy XI, I thought I'd get banned for because um, I don't know if anyone watched my, any of you have been watching my streams for XI. Um, the mm. goblins, um, the goblins are a little bit too detailed. <laughs> Certain goblins, um, they're armored, and the armor is is very tight around a specific organ, and it looks awkward. Oh like, no, they got fucking bulges. No, they've got literal tails. It's like a <laughs> yeah. The, the... I think it's only like the goblin butchers that have it, but it looks so bad. It's just the armor design, but the, the, they never really looked at it properly, and it looks bad. Yeah, Tiffany up with the tier one sub for twenty one months, coming on the five stream with fucking bulges. Yeah. By the way, you you can swear. By the way, this is you can say certain words. You yeah you, you, you know. So. <laughs> yeah. Not... yeah I, I, I not all of them. Yeah, not. Look, I'm going to post this in the Discord so you can see. I'm not going to post it on Twitter, but you can see why I was worried with a certain I'm angle. Uh, okay, this is a this is more of a detailed picture. Like I was zoomed in, right, and then this walked in front of me on stream, and I was worried that I would get in trouble. I don't know why Square decided that's the detail they want to put into this game. <laughs> that, that's not a bulge. That's oh my else, gosh. Bro. They bought that from wow. Amazon. <laughs> that's an Anne Summers collection right there. That that yeah, that that was right on the middle of the screen because I was uh, running around the corner and this was this spawned in front of me. That was in <laughs> Okay. Um to to give those who can't see it a, a mental picture, um just imagine goblins and speedos. Yeah, yeah. But uh, it's armored. By the way, it's armored speedos. So don't worry. It's like Why they're armored, armored still. <laughs> by the way, yeah. Like how? Like I'm sorry. I'm going to like the engineering slash blacksmithing point of view. Like how? How are you supposed to make that? <laughs> and, just heat uh, up the metal and then put their wiener in it just so it can fucking bend to that shape. I don't understand. Why? No, no, I... no, they buy, like, they, they, they hope that everyone has roughly the same size, so they buy, like, a, I guess they guess they buy, like, a metal banana to put while they're making the, them, I don't know. <laughs> they just all go around the camp looking who's got the biggest uh, wee-wee and then just... Yeah, we'll just mold it to every that shape to everyone because you know everyone. Yeah. Has the same. yeah, so yeah, this, this, yeah, the goblins in eleven are great, but they also aren't great. So yeah, Final Fantasy eleven. Actually, I think with the look of that armor, if a goblin's too great, it'll cause issues. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, here's an in-game picture so that you can see it in its blurry, pixelated form instead. There you go. This is a goblin slaughter man. That's even uh, worse. Gonna... That's even worse. Take me to the HD one. <laughs> I'm going to post this link in our Twitch. So just an NSFW warning. Because even though it's a teen rated game, I feel like this is, deserves an NSFW warning. Um, if I can no actually get the link. I, I, I thought I want... from the first picture it was leather, but no, that looks like actual steel no, it's, armor. it's steel. Oh my gosh, the chafing. Yeah, it's a bit rusty as well, bro. You get, you get tinnitus. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a goblin. So, okay. Tenistory. There you go. If anyone wants to see it, 
there you go. Goblins could probably get tetanus. I have so many questions, and I want none of them answered ever, please. By the way, that Goblin Slaughterman has a cracking club. Holy hell. That's an OP Goblin. Goblin. A goblin clubber. The Kraken Club was one of the best best clubs in the game for the longest time because it allowed you to attack multiple times in one turn. So, See, that's what... Because I've been playing Classic WoW, and by the way, you get way more like RP in Classic WoW. People are quite good in Classic WoW when it comes to RP. It's great. But um, I, I missed how like having like those weapons. It's like having like, these like little like... things like, oh, you can attack a little bit faster with this weapon, or, you know, it gives you like plus like 10 damage or some shit like that. It don't, we don't get that anymore. We don't get that cool stuff. We don't get to build how we want to build our characters. It annoys me. I mean, the issue with Fantasy Eleven is there's so many different builds that you had to macro builds to play the game. So, as a oh, monk, I'm... you needed, I want to say, four different macros to play monk. The so, macro life. Uh, I don't miss that. I don't miss having to change equipment every time I go fight something. I don't know if you played any of these old games, Nobu. Um, so I I don't have a lot of experience with WoW and Eleven. A little yeah. bit. When I was thinking of getting serious about Final Fantasy Eleven, I saw the requirements for becoming a summoner, and kind of just noped out. Yeah. But I do really enjoy all the classes and also just the the detail when it comes to builds in Eleven. I mean, I can definitely see how it would get annoying, but at the same time, I feel, and this came up a lot um, over the past week as Prague has been going on, is there's there's really one best in slot in 14, and then there's a bit of customization of your stats with Materia, but past that, you know, if someone monks, they're probably using about the same optimal rotation, probably using the same gear at end game. It sometimes it it's a bit too uh, restrictive. I want to say. I mean, even even with like crafting classes, which should add variety, even then people have come up with best in slot for that macros for pretty much every crafting recipe, and I would like to have a bit more variety for builds as opposed to just variety in appearance through glamour i'm 100 with you on that one 100 with you oh i agree just not as much as fantasy then... 11 and also don't make don't make equipment as stale as 11 in my opinion as well because for, i'm gonna again go to the example of monk that i've given multiple times do you know how long my belt was best in slot for how long eight years Oh, wow, really? Yeah, because they hit the stat cap for haste on the belt, so there was nothing they could really add to the game to make the belt better, so it was the best in slot until they had to actually do a level cap and a rework because the the, the same belt was best in slot. I mean, there was some other stuff that you could equip around it. Like, you weren't always using the belt, but the belt was like your main equipment sort of thing. So, yeah. Okay, I guess so before we get... Sorry, Karen. Sorry, I was about to say, like, before we talk uh, about our next topic, I do just want to get, because obviously we're talking about classes, Final Fantasy XI, all that lovely stuff. Obviously, we're not getting a Final Fantasy base class for the next expansion. What do you guys think? What do you guys think about that? Because I find it very weird, because they can't, you know, they can't, it's going to be from their, like, their minds. This is going to be like, a made-up class from them. 
that has no law or anything. This is just from their minds, from their creative like creative minds, a class or two classes, like, should I say? Because <laughs> we usually get two classes, right? Yeah, we normally get two jobs. Yeah, so so like, what do you think they could possibly do? Like, what could possibly make this game? Would it be a, a DPS? Would it is it going to be another hero tank? Probably not. Cause we already got a healer. We already got Sage. We already got a DPS as well. We've got Reaper and Sage. This expansion. Is it going to be another ranged DPS? Is it going to be another healer? Are we going to have like five healers, or are they both going to be DPS? Uh, no, but you want to go first. I have I have an idea what I'm going to say, but if you want to go first, um, yeah, sure. I I would like a tank and a healer, but I'm utterly terrified of adding a fifth healer because they already had so many problems trying to balance healers, and even right now, um, I my healer of choice is Scholar. And Scholar feels very sort of awkward at the moment and kind of like the runt of the healer choices. Um, And in regards to tank, I feel like, especially with recent updates to tanks, they've they've homogenized tanks a little bit more, and I don't really like it. Um, One class that I love throughout Final Fantasy that I look at a lot and was looking at when I considered Final Fantasy XI, is I would really like a rune fencer. I think that it would provide, while similar, decent contrast to Paladin, and I'd love to see a tank that has, like, a water blade and a fire blade and stuff that old-school Final Fantasy Red Mages used to give um, buffs for. But at the same time, them saying that the new classes are going to be from outside of Final Fantasy pretty much eliminates the chance of getting a rune fencer and that's kind of a drag for me um in regards to dps i hate to say it but i feel like we have enough dps (laughs) i i feel like at this point the i i would like to maybe see prestige versions of the classes we have as opposed to actually adding entirely new classes because i feel like we do have a bit of a um class bulk issue at the moment i like that i like the thoughts of that having a kind of like a third transformation like basically you know you have your class then your job and then like your ultimate job you know that'd be pretty cool because then it would give some more diversity to those classes because right now most of the tanks play the same they basically play like warrior other than like gunbreaker (laughs) i guess gunbreaker can't and then paladin kind of got turned into gunbreaker now a little bit just with no dots for me, I feel wow. like we're going to be looking at um, a new physical ranged and a new okay. magical ranged. Now, I know yeah, we normally okay. get a tank and yeah. healer, but the reason why I say that is because we've only got three physical ranged and we've only got three magical ranged, and as all the others have four, um, mm. that means we need That's to get... Point. Um, and the physical range would be good because currently Ninja is the only job that uses scouting gear. So no, it's true. I think we could get a pirate. Actually, class. we need to, we could either do a melee. We could either get a melee then, or we could get a melee and a mage. We could I, huge chance we're going to get a, a melee and a uh, uh, mage, and then the next expansion will be a physical ranged, and I don't know a tank. No, nah, next expansion is just, just going to be the end of Final Fantasy, rather. Right <laughs> <laughs> Not like you know, because obviously we've got this new expansion uh, that hasn't been announced or anything, but we know there's going to be an expansion soon with uh when this is just pure 
from them, this is all new. This ain't going from a story of like 1.0. It's like, yeah, this is just going off the balls from like their creative minds. And I, I think I would love to see a pirate class. Again, I'm a big fan of pirates. I'd love to see that. Like a kind of like pirate class. You can use like water magic or whatever. Melee, use guns. That would be pretty cool. Hybrid cars. I would like that. Because then... If I you mean, use Eleven had that with Corsair, where it had guns and gambling. You, you bought dice and the dice would give buffs to people and then you could have you had cards that give buffs. Yeah, so probably that won't be used. Probably not. But, like... like if you say, like, oh, it's not going to be used, like, from any, like, Final Fantasy, yeah. then what's it going to... Is it going to be, like, a mech? you become, like, a mech wielder? <laughs> I was going to go that far. We're just going to go into sci-fi now. I think that's the issue. We look, People are looking too much into the whole it's not from Final Fantasy because mm. there's a load of jobs in Final Fantasy that exist but are only one-offs. And so... It, it, no matter what they make, there's a huge chance some of it will be inspired by a Final Fantasy based job. Like, they could make the Corsair, but something yeah, different. I think, because we're having a, a, like, two big remakes of classes, we're getting the Dragoon remake and the Astrologian remake, which again could mean that we could get another healer, but probably not because we've got four healers. It will be, you know, to, to round it out for range and for mages, I think that'd be. Yeah. Then. Four, four. It's fine. And as I said, we need a new melee as well because we've got two striking melee with Monk and Samurai. We've got two maiming yep. relay, melee with Reaper and Dragoon. But then there's Ninja on his own with nobody to share gear with. So... <laughs> That's true. Poor Ninja. There'll be a melee DPS at some point just to, so that they can make it... So they don't have to make more gear. They've just got it. <laughs> I it's mean, used to be fair, for two they jobs. A, they could make a physical range of that, though. They could make a scouting physical range. Because Ninja already used the uh, the dexterity anyway. So Yeah. Yeah, so they could easily they do, could that. Just do that. They could just do that, which well, I think we could be pretty good. And that could fix also the uh, uh, physical range have like four. But I, I definitely think it's not going to be a buffing. It's not going to be a buffing physical range of that. It's going to be a damage dealing, like Machinist. Could I go full tinfoil hat for a second? Yeah, sure. So I've thought about it, and I thought about what Chili said. What if, and this is where I'm going to put on my tinfoil hat that none of you can see, but assume I'm wearing. Um, what if we're misinterpreting the words? Because what Yoshi P said was we aren't going to get classes based off already existing Final Fantasy classes. But if you look at the recent classes we got. Gunbreaker is not technically a Final Fantasy class, but it's based off Final Fantasy VIII's main character, Squall. Yep. You look at Reaper, which is, is you know, has appeared in some iterations in past Final Fantasies, but when I see Reaper, I think of the um, scythe-wielding character, Sice, from Final Fantasy Type-0. And a lot of her moves really kind of fall in line with Reaper, not exactly the way we have them in 14, but similar. So my theory is, what if we aren't getting, you know, classes we've seen in past Final Fantasy games, but we're getting classes based off Final Fantasy characters we've seen, which makes me hopeful, very hopeful, 
that one of my favorite Final Fantasy characters, Ferris from Final Fantasy V, will then essentially become a Corsair class. Very interesting. That'd be cool. Yeah, that would be yeah. very cool. I agree with you. That could be a possible possibility. So, uh, Yoshi but... P likes likes twisting his words around. So I'm not going to rule that out. Especially, like I said, with the last two classes we saw, Gunbreaker and Reaper, and their similarities to Final Fantasy characters, but not necessarily specific jobs. I was about to say a very bad joke, but I don't want to. You know what, I guess while we're talking about jobs, we can move over to one other topic that we've got up. There's a job pin badge promotion, which when I saw it at first, I was kind of excited for and I was tempted to buy something. But now I don't want to buy anything because I'm sad. Um, anyway, from Friday the 27th of January um, to Friday the 3rd of February in EU, I don't know if this is North America as well, I have to double check. Um, if you purchase anything from the Square Enix store, you get a job pin, one per order. And I thought, that's cool, and then I've realised it's random, so you, you don't get to pick the one you want, which sucks. Ah, uh, that sucks. So, yeah. Did anyone, anyone, was anyone else excited, and then they realised now they can't get their cool, their cool scholar pins or whatever? We do not have that promotion in North America. Oh, that sucks. Really? Huh. EU bonus, yeah. Let's go to you. <laughs> I guess we just have too many pins and now they're giving them away because of that. I mean, to be fair, like receiving a free random pin, it's excluding Reaper and Sage. If you're a Reaper and Sage fan, yeah, yeah sorry. <laughs> yeah, sorry. A job pin will be automatically added to your basket at checkout. Only one pin per order. Only do that while supplies last. It just seems like they've had, they just made too many. Yeah. That's uh, that sucks. Ultimate shaft in work. <laughs> I mean, it's not wrong. Um, yeah, it may just be a um, excess of pins on their yeah. end. Yeah. Look, we've got too many. Guess we'll give them away. I mean, and we'll, like, we'll double on. the shipping cost and hide it that way. <laughs> no, I'm just gonna buy the the, the, the buy like the random thing. Buy a sticker. Yeah you a pin now i know i didn't bring this up in the news but there is also a new pvp season um and from what i've I've not heard i've read in too much about it because i haven't been playing that much but i've heard there's like a a full new armor set a new mount and a new i think there's a new minion as well this is Uh, so much from the the mount looks like a watermelon as someone told me in chat while i was doing Uh and the armor looks kind of cool it looks very um holy paladin-y type thing uh, which is pretty cool because you can also do it as a kind of like a white mage as well. Which nice. You could be like a uh, basically a battle mage, which a lot of people wanted. Everyone hates the uh, well, no, I would say everyone. I know Shinta from Maelstrom Rainer really hates that we keep getting like cloth uh, that for like healers. And you're like, come on, like, like he wants to be like a fully armored healer. Like, yeah, that sounds better. <laughs> you know, that sounds okay. Really I, cool. I, I, I prefer I prefer cloth healing. But I like the option to occasionally have armor. T- like, I like having it there as an option. Like, like, sometimes you don't want to be fully clothed. Sometimes you just want to be fully naked. Sometimes <laughs> you want to be in a suit and tie. <laughs> like I am when I'm leveling White Mage, because uh, it has been... Uh, if you guys watch my 
uh, raid streams is that next year when next year comes out, I will be healing. I will be raid healing, ladies and gentlemen. It's gonna be very bad for you know, very bad for my raid team because I'm healing. Um, but I'm I'm switching to healer because the uh, the healer that we got now wants to play tank next year, and uh, my co tank who is named after a character I I, I don't want to like. Well, no, I, I do want to like, but then every time I say their name, it just reminds me of my co-tank and it annoys me. Um, he will not be getting off tanking. So I'm like, well, I guess I'll do the honourable thing as I'm an honourable Brit and I have honour. I will give up my tanking spot, even though my paladin just got reworked and I've really been enjoying it, to go and be a healer. I'm going to do what Chili has done and I'm going to become a white mage. I'm a sage now. You were a white mage last time I raided with you. Yeah. Good times, good memories. Also, what happened to your raid team? Obviously, obviously you got injured. Like, what happened there? They're just finding replacements. Like, are, are you still on the raid team, or will you be back when you're? I think I'll be back. I'll find out. I'll pester Wobsy. Uh, not Wobsy. I mean, I'll pester Raf. Ra <laughs> I'll pester Wobsy. <laughs> yeah, Wobsy. Am I in my raid team still? <laughs> nah, I'll, I'll pest. I'll pester Rafok at some point. So. Uh, no, but do you raid at all? Or, or do you partake in the raids? Do you partake so, in raiding? I am not coordinated enough to do raiding. Um, yeah. I will be the first to admit I am terrible at mechanics. I can see the same mechanic five times and not get it till like time 12. Um, I, I enjoy... I enjoy... Like, for instance, with the um, current world first race, I enjoy watching raiders. I have a lot of respect for people who do in-game raiding, um, but it's just not for me. See, I it understand mechanics, but the problem is, never ask me to describe mechanics in any way, shape, or form, because the way I understand mechanics is nowhere near the way anyone in the world will ever remember how to do a mechanic. Like, if anyone was watching my trial stream yesterday and all I'm shouting is stack, spread, oh look, there's the bacon, move. <laughs> okay. To understand chili doing raid mechanics, you need to understand the menu of the chili's restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> you need to become a full court chef. I'm like, move around but stack, but watch out for the bacon. Oh look, it's a bait. <laughs> You, you should be a, a, a qualified fisherman and a qualified <laughs> culinarian to understand the chili. Yeah, bait, the cheese bait. and the sauce is coming from the left. Dive, dive. <laughs> well, if anyone that doesn't know, the bacon mechanic is the red, the big like strip of red that appears in the middle that goes across the screen. I say, there goes the custard cream. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so go check the oh. trial if you want to know why I don't, because I was because I'm learning the fights. So I'm like talking the mechanics to myself, so like trying to remember them. So if you ever want to learn why I don't raid, well, why I don't do raid callouts, go check out the last trial on our on our previous stream. Actually, you'll learn why. You shall so. learn. <laughs> my my brain that doesn't like, um, like example example of raids. Remember Kefka? Yes. Now, everyone else calls it like whatever the heaven 
like rampant. The, <laughs> like no, not like rampant, but like the you know the where you had to the skulls and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, Forbidden memory, I think it's called, or something like that. And I'm like, yeah, it's the in and out mechanic. And they're like, what? Yeah, you gotta go see the skull. What you gotta do? No, the opposite, opposite mechanic. Sorry. See the skull. What you gotta do is go to the opposite side of the skull, but also then look away from the skull in an opposite corner of the skull. So what you gotta be is the opposite side of the skull, but opposite the skull. The, you know, the opposite, opposite. And yeah. <laughs> Everyone on the Ray team is like, what? <laughs> and then I assumed they were dead. <laughs> but I survived. <laughs> then died. Of course. <laughs> I'm sure you did, specifically. <laughs> yeah, everyone opposite, opposite. <laughs> uh, yeah. And this is why I don't do raid callouts or raid strategies. Speaking yeah. of the raids, obviously we have the uh, the new Ultima that's came out recently. Yes. Uh, the Mega Protocol Ultima, with obviously the world first. There was a world first charity event with uh, Motalk Motalk. TV, uh, which, if I remember correctly, we've had them on before. Yes. Um, no, I don't think we've had them on. on. I don't sure? think we've had Frosty on yet. Yeah, we have. Have we? Yeah. Okay. I know we've had. Okay. Maybe. I know I was happy, on. Frosty. Yeah, yeah, man. I don't know how we get these people on. <laughs> Dude, that's, that's all down to you. I, I, I don't. I don't try anymore. <laughs> I literally, I DM Chili like two or three days ago, actually asking for advice on how to get um, more well-known guests on because I, I literally told him, "How do you keep managing to get these people?" And Chili's over here going, "I don't know." <laughs> Like, as I said in the Callaway on, I'm sitting there going, "What?" Uh, yeah, I got Jesse Cox on everyone. <laughs> yeah, I'm uh, uh, as I said, it's, it, it's if you I ever want to get to content creating, <laughs> a lot of the content creators often are very open and very nice. So as long as you treat them with respect, they will often respond to your DMs. Now I can't say that they'll agree to be on the show, but they'll often respond. Some of them, yeah, some of them are very busy, so you might not get a response straight away and it might take some time. But often you, you'll, you, you'll find that they're a lot more... They all, in, in the words of, of Susan, we're all people that are playing the game that we enjoy, so we like talking about it. Therefore, that's why we do content. So that's why you, the, a huge chance that they will be on the show. I've noticed that as well. Um, when I'm reaching out to people, like you just said, there are times where I'll get messages back going, I have too many projects, I'm sorry, I can't, you know, spare that time right now. But I I don't think I've ever had any other 14 content creator openly be rude or anything when I'm asking if they want to um, sit down for an interview, and that's been lovely. I don't get to. Do you know why? Because nobody asked me. <laughs> Literally zero DMs. So I, no one asked me, so I was like, oh, no, well, I don't get to be rude, I get to be nice. Slide into <laughs> Paul's DMs, everyone, and ask him to be on your show. Yeah, I've asked many times, no one ever does. Uh, oh. Last message I got on my DMs was my mum, and she sent me a GIF. Aww. <laughs> and that's because we are talking about uh, Toberones and chocolate oranges. <laughs> I'm not allowed to slide in Paul's DMs because I'm too scary. <laughs> too scary. Yeah. I mean, you know, like a, like, a, like, you know, like, hi, how'd you do? Not just an instant Twitter, like an instant Discord invitation. 
Because I've got that before, and it's usually led to somewhere bad. So I get cautious. I was yeah. acting under the assumption that, like, Chili had already said something. Nope. <laughs> now there's a huge chance that... that spoilers, me and Paul don't really talk unless it's D&D night or now. <laughs> D&D night, podcast night, or uh, over Twitter where someone, like, one of us gets, like, a decent pull in a gacha game. Yeah, then we're like, look at my pull. <laughs> And we're like, yay! And then Paul's like, I hate you, Chili, because you keep getting too much luck. And then I'm like, yeah. Yes, great luck. I'm so happy I got my Gohan, okay? I was so happy about that. <laughs> and I'm annoyed that I didn't get either after spending and oh my grinding God, the stones. Some... <laughs> the game was like, Ben, you keep winning all the events with no items. You don't need Gohan. I'm like, oh, okay. But Gohan. <laughs> Gohan and Piccolo. Oh. Like, come on. <laughs> uh, but no. I've been enjoying the ultimate streams. Now, before we get to the 14, 6.3 at last, uh, I will bring up one thing. I've been recently playing a lot of Fantasy 11 on stream. Um, yep. A lot of it, like ridiculous. I think we've hit a hundred hours this month for me streaming Fantasy 11. So, um, and after playing Fantasy 14 last week, I'm sorry, but I'm enjoying the game, but I'm going to get the Alliance raid done and I'm going to get some other stuff done, but chances are I'm going to be streaming a lot more 11 in the future. Uh, just because that's what I've been enjoying more. Um, so, yeah, please look forward to loads more Final Fantasy 11 streams from me. Um, 107 hours. There we go. Uh, let's see, let's see, let's see if I can find the actual light sentry. And 75 of them were me sitting on in the corner somewhere, probably. <laughs> so, uh, so, this is a 30 day performance. So, obviously, if you know all your tw Twitch stuff. You have like um obviously like how many like how many hours do you do basically stream in a month? So currently we're on hundred and seven. So Go us that's from December the thirtieth. That's from December the thirtieth where we took like a big kind of break ish. Yeah. Because one, Chili injured himself, two, I was with family and I was yeah. just uh, I was like mugging out on food and stuff. So <laughs> I was just like uh yeah. So, but recently, obviously, we've got into, obviously, Chili's playing an actual game he likes to play, and he's enjoyed playing. Like, Chili enjoys, like, most games, but yeah. one that he's really into, that's not Final Fantasy fourteen because there's not much to do in Final Fantasy fourteen when it comes down to it. You can, if, if you're not in RP and all that stuff, and, like, you're not into that, you, what do you come on for? You come on to raid, gear, uh, like, gear, like, cap, and, like, do new content. Like, me, I, I've been playing other games. As you see, like my games are spread out. I don't play Final Fantasy fourteen that much. I've been playing Forspoken uh, recently, and I'm playing One Piece recently. And by the way, they're great games. <laughs> I uh, I would suggest. I know that Forspoken has got like a lot of shit for it, but it's poorly optimized. But I'm enjoying it. I'm I'm not. I'm a very hard person to like displease when it comes to games or movies. I please very easily. Yeah, we did 54 hours of Final Fantasy 11 this month. Ooh, so there you go. Awesome. Yeah. But no, expect more Final Fantasy 11 streams in the future. Hopefully going okay with that. Um, also, go check out our YouTube channel where I've been making videos on Final Fantasy 11. Uh, also, I've been porting my playthrough over to that as well. So, Same there you with, go. Um, all mine. Yeah. So, yeah. So, 6.3. Finally, we're there. We've got there at Finally, last. We got there. It's taken an hour. This is normally how long the podcast is. So, um, <laughs> we're 
having a good conversation, it will go over sometimes. So. Yeah. So it was, it was, I I look at it like Final Fantasy 15. You know, we we had a goal in mind, and then yeah. we got in the car, and then everything else happened. Yeah. I was bad with 15 though because I just kind of got in the car, select where I was going, and let the car drive me, and then I laid back and chilled because that's how I liked it. <laughs> And that was that was kind of fun. Like I'm not gonna lie, yeah. it's like it's just, you just driving along. It's like oh, it's, just, it's actually relaxing. Yeah, like I know people dislike the Final Fantasy 15 game and the Final Fantasy 15 open world, but I oh, really okay. liked it because it was I don't know it was different to me. Like everyone's like, oh, there's not that many enemies. There's not much to explore. And like I don't care. I've I've got hundreds of games for that. This was just cool to like just relax in the car, listen to music, and have a conversation. <laughs> I might actually, I might actually buy it again. I might buy it on Steam, and I do a playthrough of that maybe at some point after I do, you uh, know, One Piece and uh, Thor Spoken. Yeah, we'll admit. Yeah, how much that's shown? Biggest fan of Fifteen Story, but in regards to one, the graphics, and two, just the exploration of Fifteen, I really like that aspect of it. I mean, I do agree. Just driving around was really nice. Okay, I may I may buy this at some point because I I I never did all the um like the episodes because they said did episodes didn't they? Oh like, uh, yes, um, I did DLC. I did DLC, so grab that. Also, you can uh, if anyone okay, I know I'm promoting the hell out of Final Fantasy 15 right now, but if has anyone played it recently ish? Well, in the last no, few years, did you know that you don't have to play as Noctis anymore? Wait, what? You can actually make awesome. your own character and play as a created character through Final Fantasy 15. That's an option now? Oh, yeah, no, that is an option you can it. do. I'm putting this on. Yeah, I thought that was one for the DLC. Or, um, yeah. they, didn't they make, like, basically try and make it an MMORPG, sort of? Yeah, I think so. But no, yeah, the, they had the online mode that you had as well that was separate. Final Fantasy 15 Comrades. But yeah, they added the creator character That's to the main mean. story. Like, uh-huh. everything in the main cutscenes was back to Noctis, of course, but you could make your own character. Very interesting. So yeah, and there's also a Fantasy fourteen crossover still in Fantasy fifteen. So there's that, you know. And talk about Fantasy fourteen. <laughs> Sorry, carry on. Oh, I was just saying the fourteen crossover is pretty good. Yeah, and talk about Fantasy fourteen. Did you know six point three MSQ dropped? Yes, I know six point three had MSQ. We're all very shocked about this factor because when does it ever have MSQ? Um. So yeah, it starts off with you going to. Why can't I remember names of towns? I'm looking at it right now. I'm looking at the town. But you got to go to talk to Varshan in... Um... Razahan? Razahan, that's it. Um... <laughs> but yeah, no, I I felt like the story was very rushed for me. Like, I don't know about anyone else. Like, I felt like I was rushing around for a lot of it. Like, anyone else had that feeling? Because you wanted to do it so you actually could do the podcast, maybe? No, but I felt like I went from one location to another, like, suddenly, and then I almost felt like I was going straight. I know they did, there was some more stuff they added, but it really felt like they went, the dungeon was, like, right at the start of the patch. I will say but... that it did, the story escalated very quickly. Um, I think part of the rush is just because they wanted to add a sense of just how quickly things were spiraling, but I will agree that the story did feel a bit rushed. Didn't we say that like, that? Because this is like, didn't they say it was like a couple of, was it a couple of months after all, like, after, so this is kind of weird. It's, it is moving a bit too fast. 
But I think why they do that is because people want to do the dungeon to get expert unlock. That's why I think it was so quick in being at like in, in the beginning of the story because people wanted to get the dungeon to get expert unlocked, which is a bad reason for it though. <laughs> it's a very bad reason. Um, also, remember, but this, there is spoilers with this. So if you haven't played six point three, please uh, turn away now. So we're going to be going more into spoiler talk over time. So if you haven't finished six point three story, please please step away. Please. Um, step away. Now I did find the 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 communication because okay, once you leave Radisan, you go to uh, Garlemald, and as much as I still dislike the fact that Garlemald is one zone and not a sea, I wish it had been a sea. Um, I thought the interaction between Alice and Zero was probably one of my favorite parts of the patch. It was very good. It was absolutely pretty good. Uh, Zero's um, like... Alice sorry, and... sorry, sorry, Carol. No, you carry Alice on. It's okay. What? No, I said you carry on. It's okay. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> um, Alice and Alphano are two of my probably most favorite characters in 14. So anytime they're in MSQ, especially post initial endwalker msq i'm pretty happy yeah they're, they're like one of my two favorite mainly azia i like uh, uh she's just just she's adorable to be fair my, my my favorite character got killed off at fucking rabbit bone so i don't know why i play the game still because podcasts <laughs> but no i, I think were we, were we doing the podcast then i don't think so yeah i thought they were doing that because that was like 2.5 right yeah. Yeah. Uh, but then uh, the biggest thing, the thing I didn't expect was the fact that we got to play a zero in a fight, which was cool. So it was cool. But yeah, I also disliked like the fact that, that we lost. We had to lose. Character. <laughs> I kind of like that because now she's like, I feel like now she's kind of classed as a like seventh of the science dawn kind of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which is kind of weird, but kind of cool at the same time. I, I still worry about what's going to happen to her in the future. Because I know that game. I don't know if you've played four <laughs> as well, Nobu. Oh no, I haven't played four. No, Nobu. Yeah. Have you have um, you played four? I have. Are are you also worried about what might happen to Zero in the future? Because the expansion is based off four, I was way more worried about what was going to happen to the twins and still little M. But yeah, I am a bit concerned about Zero. Oh yeah, the twins scared me. <laughs> before the expansion had came out I was like, oh god um and the same with the whole dragon thing adsai ad ad words are hard adsai yeah, the, dra- yeah, the the dragon adsai yeah. i i am worried about that that's going to be heartbreaking for so many people so me who hasn't played final five <laughs> me who hasn't played final fantasy before it's like oh poor dragon uh, well, yeah i anyway. will say that Due to the four tie-in, it it feels pretty obvious where where her fate is going. Yeah. Happy went to oh, Garlemald, but more garlic glim glam went. Garlic glim glam? What's gar- garlic glim glam? Why does it is, sound delicious? Is that Scouser for something? I I, I don't know. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, glamour. Glamour. Okay. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> garlic glim glam. I was like. no expansion maybe (laughs) yeah oh and did anyone else laugh when they're like oh they've started the gala mold restoration project i'm like no they haven't because i'm i'm not part of it yet 
Arthur gliding clothes for my character. Okay. Uh, you want I mean, more Guardian glamour? No, they haven't. Okay. And also, yes, we need more Guardian clothes. We need more Guardian based armor, more Guardian based civilian wear. We just need more Guardian stuff, in my opinion. You we mean, just don't have enough. In the next expansion, you're going to have to do Guardian restoration to get your gatherers up. You need to help them. <laughs> I really hope we don't wait till next expansion. I would, I've said this, um, gosh, I think like three different times over the past few months. I really would enjoy um, having something similar to Doma for Garlemal. Oh, Mm -hmm. Ah, okay. Like I would love a like an actual restoration. Crafters gathers, go submit your stuff in the city slowly gets rebuilt over the time and that tower that's still glowing for some reason finally goes away. Yeah, what are they going to do about that? Are they just going to knock it down? Like, can't really get rid of the glow, can you? You just got to, like, knock it down and hope for the best, really, don't you? Yeah, do a bit of restart. But also, this or... is not just, like... Repurpose it into an airship place. So... Airship <laughs> <hangar>. <laughs> and use the light yeah. as, like, a lighthouse. <laughs> but... It's weird because where's the what, like where's the throne room in that? Because we saw so much from uh, I'm going back in time where uh, Estillian and uh, what's his face uh, the was it the Black Wolf the Grey Wolf I can't remember what his name was. Um, You're talking about Nero? Oh. Yeah, no, no, not, not Nero, Nero. The other one, uh, the one that Nero worked for. Before. Oh, why are we so bad? Um, uh, such devastation was not my intent. Anyone? Uh, you know, like you get to play as a city in, in that, and you were in like this big like work facility, and also you saw the throne room. Like, where's all that? Like, I thought when we get to go to Garland, we could get to see all these like small towns, these cities. It's really just, it's really just kind of shit. <laughs> Sorry, but I thought like well, facing Garland, who was just, Gaius, like, Gaius, 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 you know. It's kind of like, you'd think there's like, not just this little bit of like cold, chilling area. I thought they had a lot, I thought, you know, they were, because they had a bunch of um, other um, like split factions for the throne, didn't they? In the law, they had like, or in the law slash in the game, they had a bunch of like split factions that were going to go for the throne. They had two major ones and a bunch of families under them. The two things to keep in mind are one, you literally had a civil war in the town, and that was before Anima appeared. So the town was already decimated. But also, they briefly mentioned that they were pulling resources from all over the city to make that tower. And that's why one of the reasons the city's so barren is because they were literally breaking down rubble and using whatever good construction material they could find to build the tower. Did we see that? It's it's very briefly mentioned. Um, because it's mentioned, so we didn't actually see it. So we didn't actually see the Civil right. War. We, it was just mentioned. See, they, see, we, where, where is my side quest? <laughs> where are my side quests to see this? Right, let's get on this. I want side quests for this. Like, Don't we, worry. It's called the Echo. At some point, we can have a headache yeah. and we can look back and see it. <laughs> Give us a headache so we can go back and see. Come on. <laughs> I don't think we see like a brief one with... Um... Oh, the one that did the Bay of Bun. I can't remember his name now. You were talking about him earlier. Um, the one that said, Hello, Daddy Chili. It's been a while. What is his, Julius? What is his name? Julius, that was it. Like, um, 
because we get like a thing like we had a memory of him about saying the Temer citizens were torn to the city bits and the yeah, 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 aftermath and the city war. So like, I wish I wish we had like a background check on that, you know, like to see it because I would have felt a little bit more bad for them. But yeah. But I then eventually. The time... Sorry. Oh, sorry. It's okay. Carry on. I think the only time we really see the Civil War is the um, cutscene in which um, the possessed Asahi is introduced for the first time wearing all white. We see him and Xenos looking out at the city as there's like fire and explosions and stuff in the middle of a battle in the city. And I think that's the only cutscene we actually see a Civil War taking place in. And I'll be honest, with Xenos being back, there's a huge chance that they come down the Civil War because they know that Xenos is there. Like, there's no point in warring about when Xenos will probably just kill you all anyway. <laughs> he, he, didn't care, he didn't care about his hometown. He just cared about power and defeating us for some random reason that we still didn't go into that one. Yes, the healer said uh, the Tempered Citizen had torn the cities, as you said, and built the Tower of Babel. So... Uh, By the way, that was a great scene. You know when you like when he took out your like your soul and put it into like a random guy's random like general. I again, best cutscene and best quest. Even if you fucked it up a couple of times, I think it really helped um, hammer home just how OP we are as the Warrior of Light. Like, never mind that in boss fights we already have HP regeneration, but also. You know, you have two moves and, like, three med kits, and also anything beyond a basic soldier kills you. And I, it definitely made me think about perspective. It was good. I, 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 I actually want to play through the game again. I actually want to make a level one character and just play. I might do Go that again. Nice, do I've it. Done it so, I've, done, I've done it so many times now. But <laughs> I mean, up to, like, the latest expansion. But now that the actual game is finished... Yeah, you know, from expansion to thing like like Endwalker was the end expansion for this entire story. I just want to go from level one up to again just to watch it all because it's it was good. Like not like sit uh, in the um, I was about to say a tavern, but a little like hotel thing to watch cutscenes again. No, I want to play for that again. I might do that after I finish like all these games, like backlog games I've got, and obviously I'm playing WoW as well. Yeah. Well, anyway, being... sorry, sorry. That's I was right. gonna say That's after hard. we get to Gala Mold, we had we end up finding that we need to get a go to a, a Reaper sit old Reaper C um because Void said they're coming hideout. through. Um so we end up going to talk to to some mechanics. I was about to say machinists, but they're not the machinists, and we get an old mobile machine fixed and we go up a mountain and the dungeon was fun. Um I, I think I enjoyed the first boss the most actually if i'm honest just because of the weird mechanic with the calling the enemies in i thought that was like, cool did you like the food the the, the, the bayo bun oh that, that was so good yeah, they had that food cutting i was like am i playing final fantasy 15 what the fuck's going on here it's so good so yeah so <laughs> the boss there were so yeah. many memes comparing the um the old Endwalker grapes to those buns and being like, is this the same game? Is this the, yeah, is this the same game? Like, what is this? They did go they, back the bun even got chopped. Like, got bit into. It was like, oh my god. 
It looked really oh. good. It made it made me hungry because I'm on like a diet as well, so it's even worse. After seeing that, I'm like, oh fuck, I need to have a week now. <laughs> it's really good, really great. Um, but in the, uh, I, I have to admit, Chili, that was probably my favorite boss too. Yeah, I have to admit that was probably my favorite one as well, just because of the uh, like the animal stampeding. Yeah. I thought that's just a great, fun mechanic to look at. It, was, it, it felt it was so fluid. Creative. It was creative. It was very neat. I'm surprised we haven't... Well, I mean, we sort of saw something similar in the uh, Monster Hunter crossover, but yeah. I'm surprised we haven't seen something like that more often. I love I, I love that, like, the direction of how their dungeons are going, even from the start of... Um... So They're also like recreating a lot of the older ones to be at the level of the newer ones, which is great. Again, that's why, again, I want to, like, level through again, because they've changed so many dungeons, which is great. Because dungeons are really... Dungeons tell a story of themselves. Like, the first dungeon in Shadowlands... Not Shadowlands. <laughs> Shadowbringers. Like, having all those, like, NPCs run away and all that, and it being... Again, just... I love it. I love it. It's good. By the way, talking about old dungeons and changes, uh, if you haven't gone back to see the Great Google Library, please do. Because um, <laughs> I'm not talking about the dungeon itself, but go back with the trust. Because guess what? What? You know, the, the, yeah, you, 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 it, the whole story was you split up and one group went one way and then the other group went to the tower with you. So you couldn't bring all the scions with you. So yeah. you know what they did in response? What did they do? You've got a frog tank. That's, that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. The, the healer is either a frog. The, the healer or tank is a frog. That's pretty cool. Depending on what role you're going in, of course. So if you go in healer, you've got a frog tank. If you're going uh, tank or DPS, you've got a frog healer. Or you could switch those around, of course, if you're going DPS. But still. Yeah. yeah. Frog, frog tank. Frog tank okay. or frog healer. <laughs> so yeah, that, that, that is pretty cool, though. <laughs> that is pretty neat. So go, go check that out. Um, but anyway, uh, did anyone do the dungeon with trust, or is it was it just no, me? I didn't. Just you. Okay. I uh, usually go back and I want to do um, trust dungeons later, but it's one of those things where I keep going. I'll do this with a trust party later, and then later either something else comes up or I just kind of forget about it. I'll be honest. I normally do stuff without trust, but. With the injury, I didn't want to push myself with a pie doing like big pulls on my first time. So I listened to Susan and did the trust the first time so I could take my own, yeah, take my time and do it. Yeah, so that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's why I did it with trust. But I also then spent a while joking about the fact that I thought I got the, the helmet drop from the first boss and I thought it looked like the Lich King from WoW. So I started joking about the fact that it was, I was the Lich King. So. <laughs> Um, especially as the next area was then the icy throne i'm like really R really that, <laughs> did i call really? this um but no i enjoyed uh the dungeon once you've done the dungeon you had a little cutscene uh where you talked about and then you could explore the dungeon this is something i like they've done in the last patch well where you're able to explore the dungeon with a mount and have a look around i know they've got the dungeon explore mode feature thingy but this, I think this is pretty cool, and it adds to the story, rather than just, oh, you did the dungeon, sweet, now you're outside. And now everyone's split up in search for clues. Uh, 
Yeah, it well, was pretty nifty. I feel like all the yeah. lore things they put in the dungeon as well, like all those things you could read. Yeah. Uh, that's pretty nifty. Uh, yeah, shout it out if you know <laughs> if you're not doing because it, it's like this is my expert roulette. And this oh, is no. where I felt like it started to get rushed again because you go out the dungeon, and then not long after you go out the dungeon, it was pretty much the trial. I want to say like fifteen twenty minutes after the dungeon was the trial. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. People like oh, that means there's no padding, but come on, it's a patch every. Three months, I, and a lot of people enjoy the game for the MSQ. So, for me, I would have liked a little bit more. I mean, to but, be fair, they have so much, so much content. This patch, yeah. and then like obviously they had the old men two weeks to make sure yeah. that was fine, and then obviously we got Deep Dungeon soon. Yeah, uh, well, which I'm looking forward to soonish. Bye. Uh, well. Shout out to Vicky for joining me for the trial. The trial was fun. Uh, and I also started plugging another podcast during the show, during the trial. So again, no shout out to no uh, gather together because the boss is called uh, Rubicon. So I'm like, ah, oh, yeah, like Rubicon from Gather Together, like Rubicon, the drink. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> go check out Gather Together if you don't listen to them. I, I think they still do podcasts. I have to check. But go check it. Shout check out. Some of these. <laughs> go check out Gather Together. Stuff. Um, I don't write that Rubicon state like first name's Paul as well. I think so. Also, don't just Google Gather Together on Twitter on Google because it doesn't really come up with a Final Fantasy fourteen podcast. Um, it, just, it just tells you what. Ga- no, yeah, episode two hundred fifty seven was out uh, twenty days ago. So yeah, they they do they do still do shows every twenty days. <laughs> I think they do want they want to do a show every month. Oh, monthly. So, yeah, monthly. So yeah. Now we can't do that. Has to be over two weeks, at okay. least. <laughs> so, what did what did people think of the trial? Trial was I, good. Oh, sorry. Oh, no, go, go ahead. Um, one thing I've really enjoyed, um, from Shadowbringers up until now is as much as I like Heavensward and Stormblood, I don't think that a lot of the mechanics, um, especially in Stormblood, were very creative. I think that if you did ARR and you did Heavensward, Stormblood, mechanic-wise, didn't actually present anything new. Whereas in Shadowbringers and Endwalker, I feel like they're exploring a lot of new things with mechanics as well as new symbols. And not just in, like ultimate prog you know which obviously we have going on this week but just in in everything from trials to dungeons i feel like they're going well let's try experimenting with new mechanics and see how it goes and i'm really loving that yeah this trial i still don't know one mechanic where he splits up the room and puts a line i still don't know exactly what that is but some of the mechanics were kind of cool not splits up the room, but yeah, he puts like circles around the arena, and then there's lines out, and then one explodes. Um, okay, it's... so what what's going on with that is there are three circles, um, and if you look, one of the circles has it's it's kind of similar to um, when we fought Zodiac, where one of the circles will have rotating arrows going one direction or another, and so wherever whichever way they're rotating. The circle's going to change, and then the line is... His energy is going to follow that line to a very specific circle, 
And that's the circle that's going to cast the um, cone AoE. Uh, and I so kind of worked it out, but I didn't work it. out, if you know what I mean. I, I was getting it right, but I wasn't not sure how I was getting it right. <laughs> I pure uh, luck, that's what I say. Yeah. <laughs> I have to admit, uh, Nobu, you do have a really good voice that I would probably see in like doing guides. Yeah. You have a very nice voice for like doing guides and stuff. You're very like calming. Like a light novel. Oh, thank you. I I'm glad that my voice is calming. I would never want to trust me to be your guide in a dungeon. <laughs> I'll be very polite and I'll tell you how to not die, but I mean I I won't go so far as to say watch out for the bacon, but <laughs> I explain mechanics well. <laughs> Yeah, but watch out for the bacon. Watch so, out for the bacon. Got high calories and high cholesterol. Yeah, but <laughs> don't watch out for the bacon, are you? Go check that out on soundbites when I get that done in the future. Did you enjoy that? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, go check out soundbites. It's it, like it's fun. Um, so I think we should start. I, I know we didn't finish the whole story, but we finished most of it. And we'll continue next time, I think. I think we should start wrapping up soon. It's been, it's been a fun show. Are, are you getting that. tired? No, I'm not getting tired, but I feel like we're reaching a point where we can... I mean, Noble's not getting tired because <laughs> they were asleep before this. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I had a nice little nap before the episode, so... I'm sitting here like I was Same. streaming before the episode, and I'm like... I was like, yeah, I get some streaming done, let's go. And then I remembered, because I was like grabbing my dinner. I was like, I remember, I was like, oh, no, I've got a podcast today. So I won't be able to play One Piece tonight. <laughs> yeah, no One Piece tonight. But tomorrow, no maybe. One Piece tonight. Tomorrow, tomorrow. No, definitely tomorrow. Nice. I've been enjoying the One Piece game so much. And then for Spoken on Mondays, because that's going to be a dedicated Monday for Spoken. We've actually been streaming so much content this past like month. It's absolutely insane. Me and Chili both have like at least like five to six hour streams. It's Constant. been crazy. Absolutely crazy. And they're all different. They're all different streams. That's what I like. That's what I like to see. Different streams. Before we go, I I actually, Chili, as someone who's played Final Fantasy IV, I would like your opinion on something. Also, don't you have a complaint about the MSQ? Or am I remembering things wrong? I Yes, I do. <laughs> um, that's actually one I, I wanted your opinion on. So, my my biggest gripe um with 6.2 6.3 is since endwalker is based on final fantasy 4 um it was a pretty decent guess that at some point we were getting golbez we were getting the four fiends and i think that that was a little predictable my problem is the the kind of rush job i feel that they did with the four fiends i feel like especially um with with the fiend of water that we just fought in that dungeon i we don't know anything about him his motivation really he he basically appeared to get killed and between 6.2 and 6.3 my only issue is that i feel like if you're a fan of final fantasy 4 on one hand you're happy to see these characters make a guest appearance in 14 but the appearance is so short and with so little buildup that it's, it feels a little disappointing and almost a little shoehorned in because we we don't really know anything about Barbaricha. We, she's basically there to be scary and then we kill her. And aside from the Fiend of Fire, 
I can't say that we learned a ton about them before we inevitably killed them off, and that was a little disappointing to me. I do feel like we're going to get them... I think they're going to come back somehow. I feel like this has been too easy. And if I'm rightly in Fantasy 4, you fought them once and then they came back in the future, right? So I do feel like we might learn more about them when they come back. Maybe. Hopefully. I'm hoping. Um, So I I also, I don't know, I feel like X-Death, sorry, Golbez, is going to be the final final fight. So I don't think it's going to be the next patch. I think so. They're going to have to have something for the next patch. I think Goldbez is going to be the point that the, the um, six point five trial, which means they're going to have to do something for six point four. Uh, I found it weird. Okay, I understand why they used the. Um, I understand why they did the dungeon one once, but I, yeah, because we got um, didn't we get two of them in the dungeon now? We got the earth and the water one. Yeah, because. With the um, Stormblood, the same thing happened, and the Ruby, uh, uh, the weapon, the Stormblood um, and the Shadowbringers, there was one trial slash dungeon, no, one dungeon slash instance fight, and then, then this one, that I feel like having two dungeon fights with the, these is a bit was a bit too much. Like, I could understand yeah, one I of agree. them being a dungeon, but two, I don't know. I was rather hoping that we'd get, like, a Garuda Ifrit combination again like we did with uh eden with the way they were talking i was so excited for that because uh you know he appeared just to get killed yeah r.i.p kagnazo don't worry he'll be back and stronger i guess in the future when we get kagnosia ultimate (laughs) look i'm i know it's not gonna happen but i'm still dreaming that we get the warring triad ultimate that ends with kefka that's all i want that's all i want in the game um so yeah no and what is there was that your main complaint or was there something else oh no that was that was pretty much it i just feel like our fight with the four fiends got kind of shoehorned in and that was a bit of a drag for me i would have been better if they just like spaced out with actual story that would have been great but again i didn't play final fantasy 4 so you know the only drop i had with it was that fucking zero kept touching her hat every time she wanted to think about something yeah, that's so weird. Though I will say that when the classic collection comes out again on console, um, I will be playing through all of them again. And this time I'll make sure they go to YouTube. So when the Pharmacy 1 to 6 collection comes out on console and I played it on PC, expect another playthrough again on PlayStation. Um, but I'll make sure that all of it goes to PC. And don't worry, I will recreate what I did for last time and we will go full healer in final fantasy one four white mages versus the world <laughs> four white mages and a dream yeah <laughs> just because white mage can get a sword at the end of fantasy one and it's funny seeing a white mage running around with it with a sword so only one though no. the others can can't have it <laughs> i mean like what i'm getting really concerned with is that fan fest is what i'm getting concerned with yeah, I don't know what because... we're going to see at FanFest. I've said this, I've, I've been saying this multiple times that American yeah, FanFest is going to be the worst fan festival time. Yeah, I'm sorry. There's not going to be anything there. Like, they're not going to like announce anything because we haven't even like finished what we're doing. <laughs> so maybe that's why they're trying to rush all this out. <laughs> that's why they're trying to rush it to get to uh, FanFest and so they can announce uh, an expansion or stuff like yeah. that. Because that's what FanFests are usually there for. That's what they're there for, to announce 
an expansion and to show details about the expansion and the upcoming content. Well, and they said this is going to like announce what patches, you know? As long as they don't take the Bethesda route where FanFest comes and all we see is an emblem and a background and that's it. I'm really worried about that just because they've said that we won't know where we're going until the end of 6.5. Now, last I knew, 6.5 isn't going to be available in July. So it's going to be weird having an announcement for the expansion when we don't really know what the plot's going to be. Like, any kind of images of zones will be a spoiler. Yep. So. Any trailer and everything, like, it's all going to be like, unless they do, like, class and have them in a... Uh, they, they could do a shadow bringers known... where where it was just him yeah, versus yeah. A, an enemy and they changed chops the entire time and that was it <laughs> uh. i have i have a theory in that if we do get a trailer it's it's going to be very similar to shadow bringers because at this point with how they've been talking about things i don't think the next expansion's going to be particularly aorzia focused I think that at this point we're looking at either adventures on the 13th or possibly another shard. And so if we do get a trailer, it'll have a lot of stuff that's going to look very foreign to us. And I think that that may be one way to both sort of have it be spoilers by obviously having places that we haven't seen, but at the same time, not necessarily be spoilers if they're not saying where it's taking place just yet. Yeah. So... As we wrap up, Coffee and Carbuncle, can you tell us a little bit more about yourself and where they can find your stuff and just 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 promote yourself a little bit yeah. because you, you, you're wonderful. You. Yeah. The moment I stop blushing. Um... <laughs> okay, so the podcast, Coffee and Carbuncles, um, you can find it pretty much anywhere podcasts are available except um, iTunes, Apple Podcasts and Amazon. Unfortunately, um, the podcast is not available on those platforms, but if you're looking for it on Anchor or Spotify or just about any other podcast platform, you'll be able to find it there. Um, I also I have a Twitter, um, Facebook, Tumblr. The, the Tumblr is not used as much as I'd like it to be, but it's going to get there. Um, You'll also find links to Twitch and YouTube, which admittedly I haven't used yet. But there's there's some YouTube content being made for the podcast at the moment that I don't want to get too into until it's ready. But I I do think that there will be YouTube content by the end of the year. So And this year's just started, so I got a little But I do hope that everyone checks out coffee and carbuncles i the audio isn't always the best because i'm still i'm on episode five and still learning about um all this podcasting audio stuff admittedly but i do put a lot of heart into it and a lot of effort because i really do i feel like a lot of content creators and you know because it makes sense to tend to focus on major updates, new items, patches, etc. And my goal with Coffee and Carbuncles is instead of a macro look at Final Fantasy XIV, taking a very focused look at our community members 
and just seeing, you know, what, like I said, what do people do with Final Fantasy fourteen beyond it just being an MMORPG? And how does our community grow? And especially between patches, between, you know, Square Enix provided content, how do we go about making our own fun and our own content and filling in that gap? And I think that if you listen to Coffee and Carbuncles, you'll find a lot of people who get very, very creative in doing that. Um, everything from event hosts to to playwrights to musicians to all sorts of people that even there's a lot of times where even I'm surprised at how creative this community gets. I wish we were creative, but thank you for joining us. <laughs> uh, thank I, you so much. I think, that, I think that you guys are plenty creative. I mean, mm. not everyone has has the, I don't want to say guts because that's not, that sounds a bit more challenging than I'd like it to. I don't think everyone takes initiative to make a Twitch or a podcast um, or a YouTube channel because I feel like to do so, you really have to put yourself out there. And I even said it in my podcast, if not for all the support I got from various members of the community, I never would have put out my first episode because I was terrified. But if, if you want my honest opinion, uh, probably if I didn't do the podcast, didn't stream, uh, or like, you know, didn't do stuff with Chili, I would probably be dead in a ditch somewhere. Like, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not joking around here. Uh, I have had severe depression. Uh, I also have a thing that I can't. I can't work. I can't do the profession I was uh, that I learned for because I'm a uh, machinery engineer by trade. I can't do that because of my new disability, which is lymphedema. Because if if I get one cut, one thing on that, I'm completely dead. Um, but if I didn't stream, didn't like do stuff with Chile, didn't do podcast, didn't play Final Fantasy, like I'm coming up to my ninth like ninth anniversary of playing Final Fantasy 14 like I played on my birthday I bought it for my birthday like a long time ago and so it's good uh, I probably would have been dead in a ditch so yeah I just think that it, it gives me something to do not more like I am creative it's just or have guts it's like I am bored I have nothing to do I need to put something in energy wise or I get those dark thoughts where I would be you know somewhere in a not nice place yeah, I think for one. for me is I love this game so much and I love the community so that I really I just enjoy sitting here and just pestering on about stuff I talk about. So and then people listen for some reason and I get to go to places for it. I don't know why, but yeah. Um <laughs> But no, I, I'm just very lucky to have such amazing friends and be part of an amazing community such as this. Um, and I'm always happy to have people on to talk about what they'd like to do and what they want to do and, you know, what they've been doing. So, again, thank you so much for joining us. Um, That's a more happier version. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's me, though, like, really, to be honest. Like, I, like, I, really I appreciate I'm, you having me. Thank you. I'm the weirdest person in the world, like, with my wrist, right? I fell on the road. Broke my, I fell on the road in front of a car, um, smashed my wrist in, right? First thing I did was I went into the shop over the road and got my phone out and put in Discord, I'm sorry, everyone, I can't stream tonight. 
Got lava. And then everyone panicked. Everyone panicked. I'm like, oh shit! I should have said more, but I was in too much pain. Yeah, I just wanted. Like, I just wanted to make sure people knew I wasn't streaming. Sorry, not streaming. I collapsed. That was it. Yeah. The evolution of that chat was fascinating, but to to her credit. Susan was so quick with like genuine concern. Yeah, and Susan is wonderful. Sure that you were okay, and that was amazing. Yeah, yeah. Susan, I can't give enough love to Susan and Master Media. So yeah, um, so yeah, I, I probably focus a little bit too much on stuff that I shouldn't. Anyway, thank you everyone for joining us. We're back in two weeks to talk about the Alliance raid. Oh, what's up? To 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 really respect of how much like my family were also worried about you. My dad was willing to come up there and get you. Aww. All up to Scarborough from Dover, so Aww. you had a place wow. to like wait, like so you had like a place to like so people could help you with do the stuff. Ah. <laughs> Instead, I just sat at home trying to open doors and stuff. <laughs> I've learned how to open bottles with my teeth because that is difficult. Okay, you might want to go to your dentist after that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I kind of like hold it with one arm and like put a little bit of pressure and then twist it round. Uh, anyway, welcome to how I live my life right now. <laughs> Until next, uh, in two weeks, we hopefully will have uh, a friend on to talk about the Alliance raid. Uh, so hopefully we'll have that done. I'll give more details in a tweet later on. Uh, we'll be talking about 6.3's Alliance raid, and I'm excited to try it because um, boobs, I guess. Until then, mm-hmm. uh, thank you everyone for joining us. Have a lovely evening, lovely night, lovely morning, whatever time zone you're listening to this. Evening, afternoon, lunchtime, afternoon, yeah. tea, supper time, uh, nap time, brunch. Yeah. Anyway, until then, stay safe, everyone. Um, bye. <laughs>